0: Aren't you thankful for new life in Jesus Christ? (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They just don't understand why we act like we act. But it all goes back to the fact they haven't experienced what we've experienced. Oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Has anybody tasted of his goodness tonight? Clap your hands unto the Lord as you stand with me this evening. I'll be rather quickly today, but I do feel that the Lord has given me a word, a message, a a thought that I would like to share as you turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 19. We'll begin reading with verse 28. Let me also add in with Brother Brandon, I did not pass the information along, so it's not his fault, but I don't want to confuse anyone, but next week, everybody say next week, the week of Thanksgiving, how about we do it that way? The week of Thanksgiving, we will have Tuesday night church instead of Wednesday night church. So please, next week, remember that, and I'll, we'll, we'll be sure to announce it as we go along. This week is Wednesday night. Next week will be Tuesday night, give you just a little more time for the holidays if you travel with your family or, or whatnot, and uh, we're, we'll remind you of that. Amen. Matthew 19, verse 28, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. I want to preach a little while with the help of the Lord on this thought, when second is better than first. When second is better than first. Could you lift your hands one more time? Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight. Father, we need the touch of your Spirit. God, I pray for that anointing that flows from heaven to visit this house tonight that you would minister to someone's soul. Let us eat of this word and grow thereby. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for what you're gonna do. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord and give God praise? Lord bless you as you're seated tonight when second is better than first. It goes without saying that the kingdom of God is the direct opposite of the kingdom of this world. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. The kingdom of this world is a natural kingdom. Both are contrary. There will never be a time when the spirit world is in agreement with the physical laws of this world. They run contrary one to the other. This world is motivated by me and for me. There was a t-shirt I read. It was an Under Armour t-shirt. It said, I can do all things. That's what the world thinks. This is what we know in Scripture. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me the world says that we should avoid our enemies but the word says that we are to embrace our enemies so go on go so goes the seemingly endless contradictions the world says that you have to be first that's what the world says first but this is what I know. Nobody remembers who came in the middle. They remember who came in first. They remember who came in last. But they don't remember who came in in the middle. When I was in school, I don't even know if they do this now, but we every six weeks we had to have the physical fitness test. Anybody remember that? And they would do all these Let's see how many sit-ups you can do. They do. This is the one I hated the most, Brother Spanky. They do pull-ups. And they wouldn't even, the only one I could do was the first one where I jumped. And that was it, and they wouldn't count it. I could not do a pull-up. I've never been able to do a pull-up in my life, in my life. I know this body fools you, but. And here was the one that was the kicker. Run the mile. And I had a buddy of mine who he all, we always made a deal. He'd say, hey, let's just finish together. And we were not last, we were next to last. But you know what, Brother Brandon? Nobody brags about being in the middle. Nobody, the world says, hey, if you're not first, You're last. In fact, you've heard this term before. Second place is first loser. That's how the world thinks because the world says the only thing that matters is winning. But the beauty of living for God is that we're not competing against people. We're not trying to beat anybody to heaven. They that compare themselves, the Bible says, among themselves are not wise. I'm running my race. And I've got to remember that since I'm not running against people, then I'm not running to be first, but I am running to finish. I feel like preaching a little while because the Bible says, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I've come to tell somebody tonight, it doesn't matter how slow you're going. You just got to keep going. It doesn't matter if you're running as fast as you once ran. You just can't stop because there's a crown laid up for you. Paul said, I have finished my course. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And I've come tonight to mention to you three kingdom contradictions to show you that there are instances when second is better than first. The first thing I want to highlight is that the second Adam was better than the first Adam. The first Adam was placed in a paradise. He had one rule, and he couldn't even keep that rule. Living for God is not a rule issue. It's a hard issue. Adam had one rule, and it wasn't necessarily about the length of his sleeves or his hair. It was just a rule. Don't eat of the tree. It's we don't need more rules. We need a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if you get the relationship where it needs to be, then you don't have to have a bunch of rules to govern you. There's these people. I don't think we have these in Wallace Rich, But they exist. That... It's okay to do something as long as the preacher don't see it. but if the preacher sees it, not a rule issue. I'm not the policeman. I'm not giving out citations for holiness violations because you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for the Lord. Hey, I want to live right because of the Lord. I want to be holy for the Lord. I want to do what I need to do for the Lord. You know what, that first Adam, the name Adam holds no power. But there was one that because the first Adam didn't get the job done, there was a second, or the Bible calls him the last Adam. And his name has all power. He was God manifested in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was believed on in the world. He preached unto the Gentiles. And it was that same Jesus that said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Hey, friend, I want you to know, the first Adam holds no power. But there was a second. There was a Jesus. There was a Savior. And his name is powerful. That's why Paul said, as it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul, but the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. It was that spirit that came back as the was that spirit that brought life. It was the it was that spirit that brought resurrection. You see, the first Adam lost hope, but the second Adam gives hope. The first Adam locked you in chains, but the second Adam broke those chains. The first Adam destroyed your future, but the second Adam gave you a future. There was one name that brought death, and there's another name that brought life. Hey, that's why the Bible says neither is there salvation in any other for there's none other name under heaven given among men. Come on, if you know that second Adam, I want you to clap your hands. Somebody shout Jesus. So the second Adam was greater than the first Adam. And the second birth is greater than the first birth. See, when you were born, you didn't have a choice. You couldn't help it. You came out ugly. If you came out ugly. You had no choice of your family. You had no choice of your social status. You had no choice. You had no choice that you were born into sin. And shaping in iniquity. You did not ask to be born a sinner. You did not ask to be born with a carnal nature. You had no control. You were born into captivity. You know what I love watching little kids. Nobody has to teach them to do wrong. There's just something in them. Their atomic nature that they are going to learn, or rather they're going to do wrong and have to learn to do right. I remember when I was a, a boy, I don't remember the age. I was under 15. No, I was probably a lot younger than that. They had these bins in the store, and they were full of candy. And, and you got a bag, and then you put whatever candy you wanted in it. And I loved those caramel squares in the clear wrapper. I don't I just call them caramel candy. I don't know what they're called. And I just happened to get me some without anybody knowing. And I will never forget sitting in my in that we got in the vehicle and I was fixing to partake of my candy. And my brother squealed on me. I got that candy and my mama yanked me out of that vehicle and gave me the money and made me march and go find the manager and, and apologize for taking that candy and then I had to pay for it and all I can remember is I couldn't talk, all I could do was cry and I, you know what I never did it again You don't have to teach people to do wrong. you got to teach people to do right. You can't help that your flesh, this is what Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present with me. You cannot help how you were born. But you know what? There came a day in your life, when the word of God in some form or fashion went forth and the Bible says it's like a seed. And Brother Spanky, that seed was planted in the soul of your soul and you were presented with a choice. Either I can live in misery, I can live in my flesh, I can live in this old carnal nature, or I can go and I can be born again. (laughs) Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Aren't you thankful you made a choice and that second birth was better than the first? Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. This confused Nicodemus because all he knew was of one birth. He said, God, how can a man go back into his mother's womb? He was trying to approach this new birth by logic. And there's a lot of people that get hung up trying to figure out how God can turn your life around. I can't tell you how He can deliver a drug addict. I can't. You, how he can break the chains of, of cigarettes. I can't tell you how he can turn a whole situation around, but I've seen enough people and I'm looking at some people that you were lost, you were hopeless, you were an addict. But there was a trip to an altar, and that altar changed your life. Finally. The second coming will be greater than the first coming. First time Jesus came, he came as a lowly boy. The Bible says he made himself of no reputation. If anybody could have come as a king and, and been justified in doing so, it would have been Christ. No one could have argued. He could have shown his supremacy the first time. But don't you realize, Scripture says he did everything as an example, as an example unto us. And so if he wants us to walk lowly as the heart of a servant, then he first had to come lowly with the heart of a servant. If he would have come as a king, then he would have been prideful. But he would have had us that would have been prideful. But he said, I gotta set an example. And he was rejected by the very people that he would die for. He was rejected by the very people he was trying to help. Can we we gotta get over this mentality that the church has to be accepted by the world? That's not in the book. The church will never be accepted by the world. Bible says come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Hey, we can be in the world but we're not of the world and the very people that we're trying to help may not love us or like us. Get our feelings hurt if people treat us bad. Let's talk about Jesus who could have got his feelings hurt by being treated bad. he didn't. And that first coming, he came to, to be the sacrifice. He came to be the ransom. He came to provide the blood. I remember studying one day, I was reading about scripture about them beating Christ's body The Bible says they plucked his beard and they put the crown of thorns on his head and they beat him with a cat of nine tails and and, and you know all of the the, the picture that the words paint. and, And I remember saying, God, how could you allow all of that to happen to the body of Jesus? It was an unblemished body. And I remember so clearly the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, I don't need his body. I just need need his blood they can do whatever they want to the body but it was that blood that needed to start flowing because that blood was going to be what redeemed my people oh precious is the flow but all of that was the first coming but the second is going to be better than the first. And the Bible said that God is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Paul warns that there would be a day when there would be mockers and scoffers saying, where is this God that's going to come back? Where is this return that's going to happen? And we're living in a day when people are becoming so desensitized day by day to the coming of the Lord. But you hear me clear as I declare unto you that the Lord is still coming back there's still going to be a trumpet sound. There's still going to be a rapturing of the church. I can't tell you when. I can't tell you how. But I know what the book says. And friend, when it happens, it's going to be worth it all. Stand with me right now. As a musician's come, The world says the first is always the best. But that book right here tells me three instances when the second it's going to be a whole lot better than the first. I don't know but what the Spirit of the Lord would just have me remind us tonight that the Bible still says for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And with the voice of an archangel. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. But we which are alive and remain. They that are still living for God. They that are still holding on to truth. They, those that are still walking with the Lord. Hey, friend, remember I said it's not how you start. It's how you finish. I just got to believe tonight that it's going to be worth every trial. It's going to be worth every tear. It's going to be worth every prayer. Can I encourage someone tonight? I don't care how slow you're going. Touch your neighbor and say, don't stop. I want us to make our way to this altar tonight. If for nothing else, I want you to come and ask God to renew that fire in your heart.